Hello, Anchor Nation. I am back to record. And uh, I know the handful of my listeners that are out there may not actually be wondering where I've been, but you may be surprised to see me recording. And just want to let you know it is just me today. I'm just wanted to catch you folks up on what's going on in my life, the new developments, because there have been several. Uh, you may be wondering uh, how I'm recording right now. Uh, I'm in my vehicle, and yes, I am hands-free. The phone is sitting next to me. Um, I've got my maps function turned on to help me navigate the road home because I, I currently drive uh, roughly 60 miles back and forth from my, my home to, to where I work. Um, and I'm not going to say where I work. I'm not going to give those details. Uh, mostly because it's a corporation that um, they have a lot of restrictions, so I don't want to. I don't want to get any legal or HR trouble. I, but I will talk about what I do and how that's been going for me over the past few weeks. Um, my personal life. Let you guys in on some of that. Uh, so stick with me. Stay with the podcast, and uh, you'll get get up to date on all my juicy details. So. Uh, by the grace of freaking God, I got into the medical field, which is what I've been trying to do for, uh, I don't know, ever. Um, I, I got accepted as a medical assistant. So I'm, I'm doing, you know, vital signs. I'm doing patient encounters. I'm doing uh, immunizations, medications, uh, certain screenings like diabetic neuropathy. Um, you know, it's... It's not a huge responsibility, but they do take it seriously because, you know, these are people's lives and, um, you know, this we're operating under the physician's license, so they, they kind of look at that as a big deal. So just about everything I do is being watched and observed and being held to a standard. So, you know, it's nothing, not much different than when I was in the military and they observed and watched your skills and, you know, and your mistakes were highlighted and corrected as as was needed and um, you know it's a great team I work with right now as far as professional building uh, you know we all got our drama and you know it's only been three weeks but I'm definitely seeing some drama in the workplace um, and it comes from our clinic administrator uh, some of the lower level employees are just having a, a clash of personalities with her and of course, in two miles, take the exit for Texas 188, Sinton. Of course, um, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm, I'm not offering any observations for what I see. I'm not trying to change anything because when I did that in the past, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> uh, who the heck is this new guy coming down here wanting to do everything different than what we do? You know, that's it's just not something I want to do now because this is an opportunity I don't want to squander. Um, with that being said, uh, at the same time, I do have a job offer in another town for more money. And it's a federal career. It's with the VA. So I really want to jump on that because it's um, it's a huge opportunity for me because I don't have a bachelor's degree and the position I applied for and was accepted to, they've extended me an offer. The position I applied and got accepted to was, uh, requires, it's a GS7 level, which requires a bachelor's degree to complete, to be involved in. 
So uh, that one's that one's big. That's a big deal for me. Um, In half a mile, take the exit toward Texas 188, Stinton. I don't know if y'all can hear my directions, but it's making sure I don't get lost. Uh, anyway, so those are the two big ones. I got a job, and I've got an offer for, for an even better job that I plan on taking. That's going to be rough. Take the exit toward Texas 188. It's going to be very rough because, one, I don't have a place to live in, in Temple. Two, uh, God, my, my... In half a mile, turn right onto Texas 188 West. Two, trying to find a place in Temple is just going to suck. Um, I, I'm, I'm seriously considering living in my car for a little while. And why do I say that? Because I know people that have done it. I know people have done it and... Don't don't even turn right onto Texas 188 West. It's not ideal uh, in in any fashion living in your freaking car, uh, sleeping in it, you know whatever. Especially when your car doesn't have a working AC. <laughs> so is it ideal? Continue on Texas 188 West for 23 miles. Not at all. It's not ideal in the slightest, but it is an option available to me to to put the money back that I'm going to be getting because it's a, it's a lot more than I've ever made. It's it's higher than any wage I've ever been paid is this offer and to work for the VA and Temple. Um, that's uh, that's incredible. So you know if I do this, uh, it'll be a struggle, but we'll, it'll be able to get me the leg the leg up that I need to you know start getting a house together to to buy property to build a retirement plan and all those things that you need to do in your 30s so that you don't have to worry about your life when you're in your 60s and you know i'm i'm banking on the federal government not collapsing in the next 30 years because if it does then i'll be sol after i work here for 25 years which is all I would really need to do for a good retirement. Just put in my 25 bounce. Excuse me. I don't have to work until I'm, you know, in my 60s. Like limp manual labor jobs. Um, I knew a guy that I worked with. Uh, he was a mechanic. And he was 64 when I started. Still working. And he's going to have to work until he's 66. Uh, which is uh, coming up. He'll be 66 and he'll be retired. But I don't want to end up like that. He was in pain and comfortable yeah anyway all I'd say um, so things have taken a big turn for me financially to to have uh, you know this this job because it's a full-time 40 hours a week Um, starting pay is higher than $15 which is more money than I've ever made and uh, it allows me to, to pocket it and living with with Jamie uh, you know, I, I don't really spend. I mean, I spend because she likes to spend, but I'm not, you know, blowing my whole check in a week. Um, I'm sitting on a little bit of money, putting it back, which will allow me to, to fix some of the problems I have with my license, uh, which are all just freaking traffic violations. And, you know, it's don't get me wrong. It is considerable. <laughs> I got to save a lot of money to get that fixed. But once I get it fixed... You know that will that won't be holding me back anymore, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, once that's done, then you know move on to trying to find a house and property and a better vehicle. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few things on my list of necessities 
but yeah, uh, the idea is that you know taking this opportunity in Temple will get me there sooner rather than later. And not having my own place has been killing me for months. When I had to leave Waco, that just really that really hurt. That really hurt. I was drinking um, quite a bit before I left there because I had all this alcohol available to me, and I was like, I need to clear all this up so that when I leave, it's not just sitting in here. Um, and I did. I drank a lot of it, and that wasn't good. That was a very dangerous place for me to be mentally. And uh, I made it through. I mean, obviously, I'm still here, but that wasn't that wasn't safe. And it's because I was I was feeling sorry for myself. I'll admit, I was in my own pity party. Um, I didn't want to give up where I was living. I didn't want to give up everything that I had worked to get uh, up until that point. But uh, I have I had lost it all. You know, by the time I, I moved out, um, if I hadn't moved to Jamie, Jamie's place, I would have been evicted and would have had to go anywhere else, like, I don't know, the shelter down the road, or maybe go to live with my mom. And that's not exactly feasible because of her apartment situation, or I could have gone to live with my sister. That wouldn't have really worked because they've taken on some more people into their home and it's crowded or could have gone to live with my brother and he's already got my dad going to live there with him so that's it's just not an ideal situation but i that's where i was at that's where i found myself after five years in waco correction four years and it's unfortunate uh that it didn't go better uh, that's wait a minute it's not even four years it's six because i came back in 2014 that's right anyway so, you know, I was I was really bummed uh, that I spent all that time and it all it all had to be given up. Um, but that's what happens when you know you you take too much time off or you you think that you can figure it out or you just don't have a plan and you try to wing it. Which is, I have to be honest, I've tried to wing most of the stuff in my life, and I found out you know that it's just not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna work long term. You gotta have you gotta have something set down to rely on anyway so that that's my two big changes there uh said goodbye to my uncle justin who i've known for over 20 years he died of a terminal illness uh muscular dystrophy which he was diagnosed when he was like nine or ten and we had a we had a nice little uh send-off for him where people from his past you know, certain family members and certain guys we grew up with they showed up and uh we got to share some stories, have have a little testimonial time between each other. It was really private. Uh, I really wish I could have recorded it, but you know I'm also really freaking fat and look disgusting, and I hate that, so I don't want that. But anyway, uh, it was really great to have those people there in that moment to remember him because, you know, Justin didn't have a uh, Justin didn't have a very good hand dealt to him. And he wasn't a celebrity. He wasn't a, a sports athlete. He, he wasn't a musician or, you know, he wasn't known all over the world. But he was still special to us. And to do something for him in the end was really nice. For us, at least, you know. He's not worried about any of that anymore. And, and even if, if uh, no matter what you believe, because I believe in an afterlife, but uh, no matter what he's doing now, you know, he doesn't want us to be bogged down by that or super concerned over his well-being he, he just wanted to be normal he just wanted to, to go along and get along and um, he wouldn't want us you know torn to pieces over not doing it right for him or you know 
kind of like, I don't know if anyone watches Futurama on my listeners list, but you know how Bender wanted the perfect funeral? That wasn't Justin. He didn't want the perfect funeral. He didn't want the perfect memorial service. He just wanted us to be good to each other and to learn to love our neighbor and uh, not sweat the small stuff, you know, not take things for granted and to learn to lean on people. Because Justin's life, he had to lean on people. You know, he was completely dependent uh, of the last couple of years that uh, he was alive on on someone to care for him, to, to, to clothe him, to bathe him, to feed him, to cut his hair. Um, you know, I can't imagine, uh, you know, his caregiver being uh, over well over 60, maybe even over 70. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but being at that age and having to care for another person, that's not easy on anybody. So, you know, Justin didn't have uh, uh, twilight hours, you know. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't easy for him at the end, and um, you know. But he still hung on. He still. He was a serious fighter. You know, they. He, he had died several times, but he still came back. And the doctors gave him a diagnosis of dying at like 32 to 34, and he was 36. He made it years past their diagnosis. And um, which is, you know, and, and I remember talking to him years and years back that. Uh, that diagnosis of like 30 to 32 is really common that most people who have the type of muscular dystrophy that he had died in that range but he was hopeful when he found out that it's like you know people make it longer than that because he had a relative that made it longer I think his relative made it into his 40s before he died but I'm not entirely sure that I may be fuzzy on my recollection there don't don't quote me on that anyway um, so back to the big topic which you know a lot of people are going to want to I say a lot of people I only got like five listeners uh, I think the topic that people are going to want to know is what's going on with me and Jamie and the, the short version of the long story is that I just can't I can't do it anymore and as much as that sucks because I know how bad these breakups are I I've got to I've got to get away you know we don't argue every day but when we argue, it's I, I have to hold back really strongly. I, I have to put my my self self control up to eleven to not lose my temper with her because I've already you know raised my voice at her before. I've already felt the anger come back because um, you know we were talking about when I was first living there uh, how. What was it? Was it the... What were we arguing over? I'm trying to, to recall. But we've, we've argued over several like petty things. And now it's starting to become politics. Uh, before it was like... Um, you know, her not having a job and things going on with her mom. Um, her and her mom don't have a really good relationship. And, uh, you know, I was having to listen to it. And it was really hard because, you know, I want to defend Jamie. But that's her family and I don't really have a lot of room to talk. And then, you know, I see how she treats her son, which gets paid even better than I do. And he earns that money. Man, he's a hardworking SOB. Um, but she's just so much more uh, preferential towards him. When Jamie has a, this law degree and she's, you know, taking the exam to become an attorney and licensed. And her mom just treats her like, like dog crap. You know, doesn't want her involved. Doesn't want her opinion. Doesn't want her to have a say in anything. Well, wants to be in control. Uh, it's it's tough. 
I mean, even when we go on trips together, and if her mom's involved, it sucks all the fun out of it. And, um, you know, Jamie, Jamie and I, we, uh, we've kind of been, you know, at each other's uh, throats here recently, too. And it's all political. It's all over political statements because she wants to, to defend and protect Donald Trump. And I, I'm not saying that he's a villain or a monster. I'm not condemning him. But I'm saying that he's not perfect, and he's damn sure not the president that I'm going to vote for. And when she comes up with these comments that she sees she sees on Facebook about you know Biden or, or Trump, and she tries to, to push them on me and to get a reaction out of me that it's you know trying to make me laugh. Oh, that's funny. I don't think it's funny at fucking all. I don't. I, I think the crap that they're saying now is childish and immature and. And point and pretty much irresponsible that they're they're pushing this out on people and, and, and making this stuff and generating this content for people to have ammunition to throw at each other. It's, I, I'm sick of seeing politics being about war between two candidates. You know, trying to strip the other one down. And you know, from what I've read, it's been going on since the 1800s, and I'm just tired of it. I am I'm exhausted trying to keep up with this nonsense. And my brother would say right now, oh, it's this literal concept, it's nonsense. He would quote some uh, Eminem song right now to kind of lighten the mood. Because that's what he does. That's what Shane does whenever things get serious. He tries to derail the subject and get get funny. Um, so that's what, what's been going on with us. And, you know, just some other things about her behavior that it's been really hard for me to handle. I'm, I'm a little bit older than her, not by much. And Jamie's smart, man. She's she's sharp as a tech. She's uh, she's very bright, and she's thoughtful. No, no, she's not thoughtful. She's compassionate. She's um, she's got a heart for you know community service. She wants to be involved in the fire department and EMS service. I mean, she definitely feels that. Excuse me. It's a responsibility for her to be involved in her community, and I think you know that's that's awesome. Right, I'm going to pause real quick and close out of this map because I don't need it anymore. Close. So I hope this is still going. All right. And um, it's it's been hard to deal with some of the more uh, glaring flaws in her personality. And I, I hate to say stuff like this because it makes me sound like I don't have them. I just, I have to call it out. I have to. I, I can't stay quiet about it anymore. The Some of the flaws is, is that, and, she's, and she'll say something about it after the fact. So I come back from work. This was last week. And it's the end of the week. I haven't been sleeping very well because I've just got doing a lot of driving. And I'm, I'm tired. So it's like 9 o'clock. And I'm just sitting there. And she had been saying stuff pretty much throughout the whole day about stuff that was going wrong uh, around, you know, with her mom, with uh, Facebook, with her friends, uh, with uh, the trailer um, that we live in, you know, the the uh, the water having a sulfur smell because we draw from a well, so it makes the water smell like sulfur. Um, 
the freaking gnats that we got to put up with because there's a very bad gnat population around where we live. Oh, it's so frustrating. We got hang freaking glue traps, glue traps for bugs up everywhere, and we got a mouse problem. It feels like I'm on fucking deployment again. This is exactly the, the, the conditions, other than you know the the war zone and people trying to kill me. That's it's exactly the same living conditions. You got a shit AC. You got shit for a shower, which we, we can't even use the shower we have. We have to go in and use theirs, her mom and dad's. And I, I, I hate that. Oh, God, I hate that. We live off their water supply, which is crap. We live off of uh, their electricity. We live off of their internet, which their internet is also crap. Um, I, I, I pretty much, you know, go to work and stay inside the trailer when I get back. That's it. That's all I do. And, uh, you know, I, of course, I do landscaping work for them. Um, because there's there's quite a lot of landscaping that has to be done. There's a lot that that place has a lot of upkeep. And uh, where was I going with all this? I don't even remember. Anyway, so there's there's some personality flaws with with Jamie that I can't ignore anymore. And you know, I I was real hesitant to share to my brother and his uh, other guys on the podcast that they're on the Big Beefin Show. Um, I, I hate that that name. I'm saying that again. I can't stand it. So I, I, I was real hesitant to share that with him, but I, I was being real quiet about it, and I needed to talk to somebody about what I was going through. So I shared it with them, and I think that might have been a mistake. But I shared it, and uh, the, what I shared was a video of her doing something that it just, oh, God, it gets under my skin. It makes me just want to leap, leap out at her, like, why are you doing that? Stop. Stop that. Don't do that. Um... And I'm not going to go into details of what that is because I've already said Jamie's name and I don't want to shame her online. Uh, And and look, look, let me be clear here. I'm not the perfect boyfriend. You know, sometimes I'm just not fucking listening to her. I'm not. I'm I'm sitting there doing something on my computer and yesterday she mentioned it. Like, you're not, you're ignoring me. I was like, no, I'm not ignoring you. I just didn't hear you. It's like, yeah, you didn't hear me because you were ignoring me. And I, I didn't have a comeback for that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's actually right. So, um... But it's it's the hard the hard shit I have to deal with is when she's talking to me or I'm talking to her and she doesn't acknowledge that what I'm saying is the thing to do at the time. So what happened last night? She and then I didn't get mad about this, but this is just kind of building my case here. What happened last night? She had taken our gas propane tanks to get filled because we uh, we operate on propane power and electricity. She took them to get filled. She came back and plugged those bitches up, and the gas wouldn't turn on. Why didn't the gas turn on? Because the valve wasn't open. But she adamantly said she turned the valve open. She adamantly believed that she turned the valve open so that the gas would flow. She didn't turn it open. You know how I know she didn't turn it open? Because when I turned it open and went inside, the gas worked. But trying to tell her that, she was like, whatever. You didn't turn it on open. I, I was there. I saw it. And it's it's moments like that where, you know, I say something and she doesn't either believe it or she tries to discredit it. It's like, you're not going to convince me I'm wrong. I, I saw what I saw. I know what I know. And for you to sit there and try to say, well, no, or uh, that's not how it went or that's not true. That infuriates me because my brother did it to me my whole life. Well, no, no, that didn't happen. That sounds made up. And it's, it's, it's so aggravating that it makes me just want to try harder to convince you and I start getting desperate and, and angry because it's, it's just so much bullshit that you don't believe the truth 
I have no reason to lie about something like that. Like the gas valve being shut. It was shut. I know it was shut because when I twisted the fucking knob on the top, it opened it and the gas came on. How do I know the gas came on? Because the light started to blink. That powers the fucking freezer. Shit. Like, it didn't make me mad in the moment, but thinking back on it, I'm starting to get aggravated again. Anyway. So, you know, it's it's things like that, and that's just one recently. That's not over the entire time we've been seeing each other where I come up with something, and she either doesn't believe me or she thinks I'm wrong, and I'm not wrong. When I'm wrong, and we've done this before, because I've been wrong with Jamie, I admit to it. I admit to it, and I don't say another thing about it. Okay. You know, if, I, if it's something I need to ask forgiveness for, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sincere. I'm not trying to just be like, uh, yeah, whatever, shut up, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Okay, I won't do that again. Or next time, you know, I'll think I'll be, I'll do better. But that's, it's, I'm not getting that from her, and that's very hard for me. And when I do get it from her, it's after the fact. So, like I was talking, I think I got off topic. When, uh, when I came back from work and it was late, and she was complaining about everything going on during her day, you know, I'm just being quiet, just sitting there listening. And eventually, you know, it took her a few minutes to say, but she eventually said, I'm sorry. And I'm like, for what? She said, oh, all I've done since you got back is bitch at you. Yeah, that's very true. And I don't say anything about it because what do I what do I do? Do I cause another argument? Do I start picking a fight because of that crap? I mean, it's true. She does that nonsense, and she does it regularly. But what what do I do? I mean, I'm 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 in this position. She welcomed me into her home. She let me meet her family. That's my car beeping there. She, you know, I've I've been living there rent free, and um, well, it's not exa- exactly free. I I help them with their landscaping, which, you know probably equate like 150 to 200 bucks a month um maybe a little more depending on what the quotes are around here i don't know anyway so you know i i just i get the feeling that she is that type of person that wants to quantify and value everything because she's she's done that crap where uh she's like well i spent all this money and blah 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 for the first year of our relationship i paid for everything I took her out to dinners. I bought her food. I came to her apartment every freaking night when I was working 60 to 70 hour work weeks. She didn't come to mine. I went to her. I spent the gas money. I stayed away from my my house. And when when I'd lived in the house and I was still seeing her. She came to my place after and used up like 150 bucks in electricity before she bounced back down here. I didn't say anything about that. And problem is, is that she she will she'll bring that up she'll count she'll keep track oh god that aggravates me and then when she when we do get in an argument and she starts to try to fucking cry like a spoiled kid that gets under my skin it's like what what the hell i'm not yelling at you you know we just i'll just get in a disagreement and i'll just be saying no that's not true or no that's not what's happening or no 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 or you know she'll she'll feel like i'm saying that she's wrong about something and god forbid i say that because she hears it enough from her mom she she hates it she hates when i tell her try to tell her that she's wrong about something but the thing is i never say the words you're wrong 
unless she blatantly is, you know, about something political, then I'll say that's wrong. Or if she tries to try to say like a medical fact, it's like, no, that's wrong. Or if she tries to say something about COVID, no, that's wrong. But when it comes to stuff in her personal life, like between her mom or, you know, something that's happened with uh, her friends or maybe an opinion she's formed about people she knows, I don't try to say that, that she's wrong about that because she has to hear that enough. I try to steer her in a different direction because obviously she needs to be steered in a different direction. I don't think her mom... Anyway, I'm getting very all on my soapbox right now. So sorry about that. So enough about that. Uh, I'm just at the point with Jamie that, you know, I've I've got to end it. I've got to get out of this. Um, and how how I'm gonna do that when I know it's gonna suck? I don't know. I I really don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I just I I know I can't do this anymore. Um, I can't. Uh, I'm getting more and more unsatisfied I'm getting angry uh, I'm getting resentful because um, you know she'll she won't do shit at the house other than spend money it's her money she ain't spending my money that's okay she can spend her money however she wants but then she wants to talk about what she did that day that day she went out to the store and bought this that and the other but then she'll talk about fucking politics and stuff and other bullshit that I don't really care about at all like it should be important to me when it's it's not I don't care about what happened between Biden and Trump I don't that is not important to me I'm not voting for either one of those guys stop bringing it up <laughs> but she still brings it up anyway yeah Anyways, um, you know, she'll do that and it just bugs the shit out of me. It's like, what have you been doing all day? Watching TV and, and scrolling through Facebook? And and when I said I try not to say the word she's wrong, is when she gets mad about stuff that's posted uh, on Facebook. And I, I'm glad I thought of this example so that I can provide you with specifics. She gets mad about stuff that gets posted on Facebook and then I have to listen to it. And I try to tell her, it's like, hey, hey, relax. It's not that big a deal, blah, blah, blah. I try to say this, that, and the other. And then now I'm the problem. And she starts taking that crap out on me. It's like, you're telling me I'm wrong. You shouldn't be saying, talking to me that way. It's like, hey, man, I'm just telling you to, to, to not give those people attention. Well, I want to give them attention. I want to keep up with their lives. Well, listen, if this is how it's affecting you, maybe you should do something else. Well, now this sounds like you're telling me that I'm wrong for following. That's not what I said at all. That's when I really started to get like this. I'm not giving you a play by play here, but this is similar to what we had conversation. Uh, we conversed about, and um, that's when I said I'm not telling you I'm wrong. That you're wrong, and I almost yelled at her, but I just I kept kept myself disciplined and control, and I just kind of growled it. It's like I'm not telling you that. Listen to the words I'm using. I'm trying to guide you in a different direction so that you're not spending time on Facebook getting depressed and angry with these people that you thought used to be your friends. Okay. All that being said, another development. A friend of mine who I've known on Xbox Live, oh God, going on eight, seven Mm. Let's be let's be conservative here. A friend of mine I've known on Xbox for six years now. Young lady, uh, attractive, yeah. Um, you know, if you like women with curves, and I do. Uh, really long hair, pretty smile. Um, you know, I, she's not 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 every guy would say that she's hot, but I, I think she's attractive. Anyway, uh, 
she was visiting a guy in Texas that we both know. He lives in Longview. His name's Jacob Starks, and I have no problem bringing this up because uh, you, you'll you'll know why once I tell you the story. He has, uh, I think, either a stepbrother or adopted brother or half brother. It's one of those options. Um, he's not a blood related brother. Uh, let me backtrack. He's not a full blood related brother. His name's Future. Future, what I don't know. I just know his name's Future. We've never really been friends. I'm I've been friends with Jacob and this girl, and I'm going to keep her name out of this uh, to protect her identity. Um, she was visiting them. She was going to stay for a week or two. I fuzzy on those details. And the first night she stayed there at five in the morning. Future came in there and sexually assaulted her. He grabbed her by the groin and her thigh and um, tried to play it off like he wasn't doing it when she woke up. And, you know, that that bothered her, disturbed her a little, that he was in there at 5 a.m. So she uh, she talked to the guy's mom about it, uh, which I, I don't really remember her name. But you can find Jacob Starks on Facebook, and his family's listed there. Um He's uh, and the reason why I'm I'm kind of upset with him is because how he reacted to it, and I'll I'll, I'll explain that. Uh, he's on Facebook. He's a big dude. He's like six foot eight, six foot nine, um, three hundred something pounds. Uh, but he's only like twenty two, twenty one, young guy, but really huge, right? Should have been a football player. Um, and when she talked to the mom at first, this girl I know was like, "Oh, she's supportive. She's on my level. She knows that this is something serious." And some time went by, and this girl I know, she's really anxious. She doesn't know if she's just made a huge mistake telling her. And it turned out that she did because her mom blew it way out of proportion and said, we will not speak of this again. He said he didn't touch you. He was in there to drop some laundry off. And the story is, is that, and this is what they're all saying, is that he went into that room. He had some socks and his jacket. And he went to drop the socks back off in this, his sister's room, which is where this girl was staying. At 5 a.m., you're doing that? Why are you doing that so early in the morning? Why are you going in there at night when everybody's asleep? No, that doesn't compute. And then they try to say that he didn't touch her. It was a dog. One of their many dogs had stuck his snout into her crotch. That doesn't compute. Because if the dog was in there, which this girl says the dog was not, if the dog was in there and somebody came into the room unexpectedly, either A, the dog would be on alert, or B, the dog would have recognized the person and tried to get attention from them because that's the owner. Dogs are affectionate. The dog would have got either gotten up to you know get him to pet her or would have started wagging its tail or it would have done all kinds of things other than stick its mouth or snout into her crotch. That doesn't compute. So then, you know, the mom gets real bent out of shape. And um, then, you know, Jacob Starks is like, hey, we were going to let you stay, but we're going to have to, um, you know, at the end of the week, we're going to have to take you back to the airport and uh, you'll have to you'll have to go home. So for the rest of the week, they 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 swept it under the rug and didn't talk about it. And so, uh, you know, God dang it. <laughs> I just said her name. Uh, sorry. Anyway, um, <coughs> see if I can edit that out post. So she uh, she leaves, 
and uh, when she leaves, she gets home. Um, she's obviously on Xbox Live, so she gets on Xbox Live, and Jacob Starks invites her to a private party, and he proceeds to scream and yell at her about what happened and how she was trying to get attention, and she claims like that could ruin his brother's life, which, yeah, they can, but he did it, okay? He deserves to be <clears throat> called out for what he did. And, um... Now, don't get me wrong. Have I touched girls when they didn't want me to? Yeah, I have. Especially when I was drunk. Uh, did I grab girls while they were sleeping? Did I grab them by their vagina and try to stroke their leg? No, I've never done that. So, I am not without sin. <coughs> um, an ex-girlfriend of mine, I smacked her on her ass really hard. And um, at the time, I thought you know we were friendly enough that I could do that. But no, she didn't like it. And um, I, I never did that again. So, you know, I'm trying to trying to throw out there that hey, I'm not perfect either. Uh, and of course, I've had girls grope and grab me. The first time I lost my virginity, uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, I wasn't ready. I was nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, she pinned me up against the wall and and she she whispered to me, "Give me that dick," and was grabbing on me. <laughs> You know, I, I, I describe it, and it sounds funny, but I was fucking scared. I didn't know what the, the hell to do. Uh, you know, you see the movies, and you see TV, and you see porn, and all that. and um, I mean, that just does not equip you for the real, real experience at 19 years old, you know. Um, and that girl ended up being mentally unstable. She was separated from the military. Uh, that's where I met her. Anyway, um, so, moving on. So this guy, yeah, Jacob... You know, he goes to my friend and, like, yells at her, screams her up and down. Um, she was hurt by that because she thought she could rely on this dude. She thought this good dude would take her side and defend her, but no. And I told her that I'm not surprised that he would do that. Because uh, when we were online together, his mom insulted me, and he was there when it happened. And he didn't even bother to try to, to say anything on my behalf. He just, he, he jumped on me because I got mad at her for disrespecting me. A total stranger disrespecting me. And I mean, it was, it was rude. Oh, it was bad. And I, I, you know, I got, I didn't do any name calling, but I did start raising my voice over the microphone about how rude that was. And then he got mad because I got mad. And I'm like, what? You heard what she said. How can you be mad at me for being mad that she said that? Um, and since then, you know, I just wrote him off. But that proved to me that, you know, they're they're all about their family and their family is the only thing that matters to them. And is that wrong? No. It's wrong when it involves uh, something criminal like sexual assault. Um, yeah. And that's what he did. His brother Future... Grabbed her while she was asleep. Grabbed her freaking crotch. And... Anyway. Um, so we've been dealing with that. And she's been really depressed. Because this guy that she's known longer than she's known me. Uh, has has not supported her. And they're pretty much not talking anymore. Uh, and Jacob, he had told her that... You know, if you had made that accusation... And, and said something about it to like my, my stepdad, then I would have just drove you to the airport and told you to figure it out. He said that. 
Um, and that, that really angered me because I, I didn't expect that from, from a Texan. I didn't expect that from a guy I know, uh, to just drop somebody like that. That's, that's not hospitality. That's not friendship. That's not loyalty. That's, uh, trying to cover your own fucking ass so that you don't become, uh, a headline on a newspaper. And, uh, the fact that they were all willing to to just sweep it under the rug that bugged me because now we've got to deal with him doing this again. And this friend I know, this girl, she was like, I hope that he does it to somebody that has money so that they can get lawyers and sue them into the ground. And I was like, okay, I can see that, but we don't want another victim. And she's, she is adamant about not filing a report with the police. Um, and you know, she's the victim. She gets to make that choice. If she doesn't want the pain of a police investigation and all the drama, that is totally up to her. She doesn't have any DNA evidence. What would happen anyway? Probably nothing. Um, I would have felt better that she fucking threw the label out there and this guy, you know, had developed a history, right? So when he does this again, the cops can go back and say, oh, you were accused of of this contact by by another woman. So there's something there, right? Yes, there is. He's a freaking molester. He's a, he's a he's a sexual deviant grabbing on people while they're sleeping. You know, if in case no one's told you, any sort of contact with someone while they're asleep that is sexual in nature is a sexual offense. It's rape. Anyway, <coughs> no, he didn't rape her. There was no sexual, you know, organ contact, but he grabbed her by the freaking crotch and started grabbing her and stroking her leg. And then he tried to, to write it off and get away from it. Anyway, that's wrong. So that's been on my mind here this past week because this happened recently. And we've been dealing with it recently. And uh, it, it hurts, man, because that girl didn't ask for it. What the fuck has she done wrong? You know, another victim. Another soul gets ground down by the wheel of <sighs> impartiality. Anyway. Um, some lighter news. I've got a performance coming up with, uh, veteran voices of transformation. It's going to be all virtual. Um, it's hosted by this production crew in New York. They've been doing it for several years. Uh, I sent them some, some written copies of my work and they accepted me and we've been doing these workshops and videos and I wrote an original piece. So I did that and uh, I'll be performing it for them. And so I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be, um, in October at the end of the month. Uh, of course, it's all on Facebook. Uh, let me see if I can get the details for that. Because that is going to be a big deal for me. There's going to be lots of people watching. Because um, like I said, they have a history. Let's go. The uh, Veteran Voices Transformation is an online event hosted by the Poetic Theater Productions. Um, it's a pay-what-you-can reading. There will be six of us. Nope, that's not right. Six virtual work workshops. Uh, it's going to be on the 24th of October at 6 p.m. Central Time. 6 p.m. Central Time. So 24th October, 6 p.m. Central Time. Hit up uh, on Facebook, Veteran Voices Transformation, or search Poetic Theater Productions. Look for them on the web, and you'll find their webpage, and that's you'll see yours truly performing. Um, what else? My mom's not doing so well. She's kind of sick. We're still trying to figure that out. Uh, hopefully we will. 
Um, my dad should be getting out of prison sometime soon. Uh, I've been really disconnected from the veteran community, and that really bums me out. Um, mostly because, you know, hanging around with Jamie and her family, they're not really involved in any of that. Uh, they're just a totally different sphere of interest. They like cars and mechanics and firefighters. Like, don't get me wrong, I got respect for mechanics. I used to be one. Uh, I've got respect for firefighters, especially after 9-11. But I don't, I don't hang around with those guys. I'm a veteran. I, I hang around with vets. Uh, mostly because, you know, I, I enjoy the stories they have to tell, and I think their stories need to be shared, and that's... Oh. Wonder. Oh, I don't know how much was missed there, but anyway. Um, like I was saying, you know, they, they don't want to hang around with a bunch of veterans, Jamie's family, but I do. That's that's where my heart is. And it's okay that their heart isn't there, but that's something that I'm not getting satisfied. I'm, I'm missing out on that. Um, I'm missing out on my family, not getting to see my nephews grow up and be a part of that. Um... That one, that one really hurts. Uh, but that's those are the big ones for me right now. New job, uh, another job offer for even more money. Looking at trying to move back up to the temple area. Um, dealing with workplace drama, but who isn't? Uh, I'm gonna gonna be posting some more channels to keep you guys updated and let you know. What I'm dealing with, there was something that happened at work today that I'll save for next time because I'm already at 45 minutes and it's freaking hot out here. <laughs> I'm sweating like a freaking pig. Um, there, yeah, something that happened at work with one of our patients that really broke my heart. And it's just, you know, nothing you can do about it. And, you know, my brother works, uh, he worked in CPS and he also works uh, for Department of Justice uh, and probation. And, um, you know, he sees some pretty heartbreaking stuff too. But I'm just going to get that off my chest so that I don't hold on to it. Anyway, uh, be on the lookout for more content coming soon. This has been Aaron Rollins, your host of Southeast Third. Thanks for your time.